0: Alright, hello! Welcome to Tyrus Chat, the first and probably only Andy Mack podcast, but don't quote me on that because I'm not 100% sure. Um, Today I'll be discussing Season 3, Episode 14, which is kind of more like going to be a test run for this podcast because normally we'd have a guest on and I'm going to try and do that for 3.15, but I just wanted to kind of get it down, figure it out, get it out there, and see what happens. So... I'm going to start with a recap, and that's just kind of how it's going to go from there, and um, we'll see what happens. It's going to be different with a guest, of course. There'll be more conversation, but we roll with how we roll. So episode 14, um, well, if you follow really any social media of Andy Mack, then you've already seen the first eight minutes of this episode, and out of a 22-minute episode, that's a significant portion, but... We'll still go on, and we still watch it, so we start with the good hair crew in The Spoon, um, picking up where Andy has presumably just finished telling the squad about Bexy's breakup. Amber's serving them, of course, because if they're at The Spoon, Amber's probably there. Unless she's not in the episode, then she's definitely not there. So she overhears them talking, and she throws herself down to be part of the conversation, because... She's in love with Andy, so that's what she's gonna do, right? (laughs) She starts talking about how her parents' situation is the complete opposite. Basically, Bowie and Bex love each other, they just don't wanna get married, whereas Amber's parents hate each other, but they are married, and everyone gets super awkward and silent. So, Andy just keeps talking through it. She talks about how she just has all this rage building up in her. She just needs some way to release it, but she has no idea how, so it's just building up into this big ball of rage. And Amber puts up her hand and tells her she can help Andy with her little problem, right? By smashing shit. So they go to some place called a Rage Cage, which I don't know if this still exists, but when I was a kid, Rage Cage was like a dodgeball game where you're in a cage and you play dodgeball, but like you're in a cage so you can't run away. But I guess now it's where kids go with bats to smash shit up. So yeah, they go to this place. They're 14, right? So I I guess they just walk in. Um no no parents needed. Cool. Shady side, pretty safe, right? I will say it's it's pretty interesting that this was the opening scene. I wasn't expecting that. Like we had seen the clip but we didn't really know what part of the episode it was, and for the most part, and I mean correct me in the comments if I'm wrong, we almost always open with a family scene. And especially recently in season three, it's pretty much always been a um a Bexy and Andy scene. So interesting. Anyway, then we go back to Andy, Um, she flops down on her bed, probably tired from all the rage caging, and then she gets a call from Cece, and Cece is still hyping up the dead wedding. Pretty awkward, Um, she wants them to dance down the aisle, which, yikes, I don't want to be at that wedding. (laughs) And Andy entertains the idea, because she doesn't want to be the one to tell Cece that the wedding's not happening. She gets off the phone with her, and she tells Bex that's her job, and she needs to do it as soon as possible, because hella awkward and kind of upsetting but bex reminds andy that it's Cece's birthday tomorrow and she doesn't want to ruin her life before then um why the fuck did andy not know that it was Cece's birthday like Cece was her mom for 13 years of her life she just didn't know it was her mom's birthday like i don't know was she not planning on getting her a card Like, I get maybe not getting your mom a present when you're that age. You don't have a job. Maybe you don't have any money yourself. But, like, a card? Christ. Anyway. (laughs) Then we see Marty, I guess he's just back, um, stretching on a bench in really ugly shoes. And Buffy runs up to him. So I guess they've planned this run together. So they're a lot closer after reconciling before. I guess they just kept talking we don't have texts. Anyway, Buffy makes fun of his shoes, as we all did, and that prompts him to humbly brag that he's running a marathon this weekend, and of course Buffy takes everything he says as a challenge, because that's how their banter works, and she decides she's gonna have to run that marathon too, which Marty thinks is a bit of a joke, but Buffy's still gonna be there. (laughs) On to the C-plot, which I think, I couldn't really tell which one was the C-plot and which one's the B-plot, but you know, see for Cyrus. <laughs> so Cyrus somehow spots Jonah from two feet behind him on some random residential street with no one else on it. Okay, sure. On a Saturday, this prompts a conversation about the meteor shower they'll be able to see tonight. And if you remember way back in March, fellow listeners, um, Cyrus did mention this meteor shower and that he had his new safari tent that he wanted to try out with Andy but Andy can't go because it's Cece's birthday, right? So he invites Jonah because he conveniently sees him on the street. (laughs) So Cyrus mentions that he has a tent already and s'mores and Jonah thinks it'll be fun. And he expresses this with a very awfully attempted, and I don't even wanna say pun, it wasn't a pun. It was just, yikes. So Jonah's gonna go, right? Cool. We cut to Cece's birthday dinner, presumably a little bit later. And the second fam, which is Bexie, are waiting for Cece and Ham, and he's mentioned, and I'm shook. <laughs> Cece arrives without him, and she informs the family that he's gone to jail. Oh, sorry, I mean India. So Ham has just gone to India. He's not going to be joining them, but there's pork chops on the menu. So Jonah arrives <laughs> in Cyrus's rich ass backyard, where he has a whole ass desk inside his tent. Like legit, his tent is twice the size of my dorm room. Like, maybe even three times the size. Like, huh? He's got a whole ass living room in there. But that's all we see, because then it cuts back to the family. And Andy calls back to, um, where's Ham? Right? India? Jail? Jail in India? Cece promises that we'll hear from him again soon. Which, will we? I'm really confused. Will we? Because they obviously reshot this. Will we? I guess we'll see. So they have a sweet conversation about family, which leads to, you guessed it, wedding stuff. Cece wants them to go to an alpaca farm, which I actually caught this on my second rewatch of the night. There were leaked photos that Trent posted of the cast, or I think it was just him and Josh, with alpacas. And I did ask Josh about it, and he said that he wasn't supposed to leak that. So, hmm... I guess that alludes to the weddings actually happening, which I couldn't really figure out to be honest, but Buffy and Cyrus were wearing matching outfits. There's the alpaca farm. It's kind of all coming together. Bowie and Bex have no poker faces. And so the news that it's off kind of surfaces, but I say kind of because we're back at the tents where Cyrus doesn't know who Bruce Willis is, huh? Huh? I thought he and TJ were like pretty close, right? Did they not watch any movies? Because I feel like T.J. would only watch Bruce Willis movies. Or Cyrus, like, repressed all of that because of the heterosexual side of T.J. being forced out of non-existence? Who knows? Anyway, Cyrus whips out his charcuterie board, uh, (coughs) rich, and Jonah's like, yikes, wild animals. And so a wild animal makes a rustle. Cyrus yelps and hides behind Jonah, and they stay scared because we cut back to Cece realizing the wedding is off. And she goes into a rant about how Bex was making her look dumb by not telling her, which true, because she's just rambling about dancing down aisles and alpaca farms and yeah, that's not happening. For more than two reasons. So right then, the waiters bring out a flaming cake and start singing happy birthday, which they haven't even ordered. Like, their menus are still on the table. Like, you can't even claim that this is a little bit later. They have not ordered. Why would they bring out a cake and start singing happy birthday at a restaurant before you've even ordered your food? Huh? Anyway, so she storms off and everybody's not happy. So Joan is like, let's go. And Cyrus is like, no, I'm scared of the coyote. But like, coyotes are skinny ass dogs that flee at any noise made by a human. What? Who's scared of a coyote if you're not a cat? Anyway, Jonah tells him that they just want his. And I, I wrote this out. Charter tui, charter tui, charter tui. It was something really dumb. Charter tui. Yikes! But fat rip, they zipped themselves inside. Which don't worry, guys. I just looked up on Google, and um, it looks like you can get yourself one for about two thousand dollars. So. Let's poke a hole in it. They zip themselves inside and Cyrus decides that he's gonna cut through it with a cheese knife, but he can't make a dent in it. So Jonah, Mr. Strong Boy, comes over and he cuts a hole in it. And the phrase, don't hurt yourself, suddenly becomes adopted by gyruses around the world. Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> don't hurt yourself. So Jonah chucks the meat out of the hole and then they climb out, seeing the fakest ass sky I've ever seen in my life. Like, do they live in an alternate universe where there's never been pollution and there's like a thousand times as many stars? Huh? Like what? Why was it neon blue? Why were there literally like, there was no sky, it was just stars. Woo! Anyway, they're hypnotized by simultaneously being in the 600s and the 3000s and they sit down to watch the comments. So the next morning, the marathon is happening, right? Remember that plot? Yeah. And Buffy and Marty agreed to not make the race a race. Cece is still ignoring Bex, even though they work together. I guess they're closed on Sundays. And Andy realizes Cece feels exactly as she did when she first heard the news. A big ball of rage. Hmm. And back at the race that isn't a race, Buffy is dying pretty much like me in ninth grade track. And she falls over, like, into Marty's arms, and he makes her sit down. So Marty wants to stay and help her, but Buffy acts like a dick, tells him to fuck off so he'll finish the race that he would have finished if Buffy wasn't there. <laughs> and surprise, Andy takes Cece to the rage cage, even though they, they got to the establishment. You know, they, they probably signed waivers, they bought tickets... They were probably explained the rules and hazards and given a time limit, but Cece still has no idea what they're doing. Like, no clue? Okay. I mean, she gets the hammer and she goes batshit, so I guess it got through to her somehow. So during the race, Marty realizes what Buffy's done because she literally made him watch a movie where the same thing happens, but with a dog. And he tells her he wants to finish the race with her but basically be with her like damn that got uh romantic and he picks her up and carries her the rest of the way ending with her on his back they literally just keep smiling at each other as they get their medals and getting closer and bantering about saying thank you and smiling and wait shit doesn't marty still have a girlfriend like a different girlfriend Anyway, so Buffy throws her arm around him. They become canon, and they walk away. (laughs) So Cece finishes destroying shit and asks for a membership to the Rage Cage, which, to be honest, it's probably a pop-up. Like, anything in Shadyside that isn't Bowie's music shop, The Spoon, and the places they live oh and the school don't forget the school and the swings oh my god there's so many things in shady side Cece walks away and andy sees amber there do, do you guys do you guys think she left like you, you think she's still there from friday like just smashing shit up because like low-key <laughs> i don't think she left but she's crying over jonah because I guess that's her whole plotline now, and she's upset because she's dating a middle school boy. Like, girl, you're, huh? Of course, you're gonna not have a good relationship with a middle school boy, Jesus. So then Andy tells her, you know, you should break up with him, and Amber says she can't because she loves him. Love lo- loves him. Isn't he like downgraded to being in seventh grade now? And and she's in high school? And 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 she loves him Whew. Anyway, Andy's shook by that, as we all are, because we all know she's a lesbian and that just makes everything more confusing and well, that's the end of the episode. You know, I mean, I think it was a pretty good episode to come back on. Um, I don't think it was the original one we were supposed to come back on. We were supposed to come back on 3.15. Um, But all in all, um, worth the hiatus? I mean, we, we still have not gay Amber, and we still have Muffy, but Marty's still dating some girl named Rachel. But it all seems to be coming together. Um, I can't really do predictions because we've already seen 3.15, or some of us have. But, yeah, you know, I guess that's that's about the gist of the episode. I don't know if I have theories. Uh, This is kind of the first one back, so it's like, let's just see where it goes. I thought it was pretty solid. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Um, We'll have guests soon. It'll be longer than 15 minutes, but I just kind of wanted to get in it, get something out. And if you're interested in being a guest, just let me know if this seems like something you could contribute to. You think you'd have better comments than I do, or maybe future guests. If you have um, some notability in the Andy Mac fandom, I'm looking for... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Give me anyone. So, yeah. Let me know what you think. I think it'd be pretty fun. Um, I hope you like listening to this. I hope you have similar ideas or thoughts, and if you don't, I hope you reach out and say, hey. I want to fight you on the podcast next week, and I'll be like, okay, sounds good. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for 3.15, which will be coming pretty soon. Make sure to check out, I'm not going to plug any of my social media, but if I had a guest, this is where I would plug their social media. Bye.